0: welcome everyone to kingdom rock radio we pray that you will enjoy today's message now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today now he's leading them beside the still waters and grab get that picture in your mind all the sheep are right there and he's telling the sheep now i'm gonna find you you know you're there now some of you are watching this video but do you still feel lost do you still feel out of place Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Well, you can call on Jesus and say, Lord, you said that you would restore my soul, restore my mind, bring my mind back. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now here is today's message. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us once again for another exciting Bible study adventure right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. We are having a wonderful time talking about Psalm 23. Awesome. We can raise the roof up in here, it's a party and we are really enjoying the word of God. I'm having a great time, and I pray that you are too. And I thank you so much for joining me for part number six. Hooray! I know it's awesome, isn't it? Part six. And uh, we're going to have a great time today. So if you have not heard parts one, two, three, four or five, make sure you go to our website at KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org. And you can catch up with all these wonderful messages and so much more. You can get links to the uh, to the video archives as well as our Podcast. All of that's free of charge. It's our way of investing into you. While you're on the website, of course, you can click the contact button and send us your prayer request and sign up for the Kingdom Inspirational uh, Inspirations News Letter. Uh, it's when I send you uh, videos and short. Messages. I know it's really going to bless you. We have a great time. So check it out. Sign up for it. It's going to be awesome. Yay! That's right. And while you're on the website, too, you can always give a donation in support of the ministry. I'm ready to get started here. Psalm 23. Praise the Lord. Let's go. Well, as is our custom, we're going to go ahead and read uh, Psalm 23. It has six glorious verses, and then we will uh, get into it. All right. So let's go ahead and read it. Psalm 23, verse number one. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. All right. This is our space. You and I, this is our space to magnify and glorify the Lord and to learn of him. Welcome to this space. Praise God. We've got a great thing going. You and I thank the Lord And the Holy Spirit of God is here to teach us. He's the teacher. And you and I are are along for the ride. So thank you for your prayers. All right. As promised, we're going to go back now. Yes, finally, into verse number three. This is exciting. Part six, verse three. Uh, You know, but we're just going to take our time. You know, one thing I'm learning, stop rushing so much. Stop rushing and enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. Now, I think that's also a word for you. Uh, let's stop rushing through life, wishing days away. It's too cold. It's too hot. No, let's just let's just enjoy the journey. Amen. All right. Verse number three. Let's look at it one more time. Verse three says he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Now, last time we were finishing up on verse number two and in verse number two, It ends up with, he leads me beside the still waters. All right. So as far as we know, we're still right there beside the still waters, getting uh, a place of rest. uh, We're there resting beside those still waters. Yeah, that's where we are. And I believe that's the place that verse number three starts with. We're still there by the still waters. Uh, Don't you just love the sound of that water just flowing It's just so peaceful. It's a place of refreshing where the Lord Jesus has taken you to and he wants you to ah, have that exhale moment and calm down. You know, that is so wonderful. And I'm just getting this now. You need to exhale and, and calm down before surgery, don't you? You know, they they make sure they get you under that good anesthesia when you have to have surgery. I haven't had it. Maybe you have had it. So or we know somebody that has. And that's one thing that they've said, you know, hey, let's put you out first before we can go in there and dig in deep. That's the same thing that happened there with Adam in the very beginning. God calls him to go into a deep sleep and then he took out a rib and made the beautiful Eve. Right. All right. So at this place of rest, the Lord says now, verse three, let's work on your soul. This is so powerful. Verse three is so powerful that we're really, we're probably just going to get to the first part of verse three this week, and then move on to the second part of verse three next week. Maybe we'll see after it's done. Okay. But again, verse three says again, uh, he restoreth my soul. All right. From there, we will speak from the subject of he'll find me. He'll find me. Or let me say it this way. No, I'll find you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say it that way. Here's the title. I'll find you. The Lord will find you and we'll get to get to that title and you'll see as we go on here. So again, he restoreth my soul. So before he deals with your soul, he takes you to a place of peace. All right. So let's look at that for a moment. What does it mean to restoreth? We're going to look at those two words, restoreth and soul. He restoreth my soul. Now the word restoreth, means to return, to return, to turn back, to bring back, refresh, repair, figuratively repair. Now, the word soul comes from the Greek word nephesh. Can you say nephesh? Nephish. And nephesh means self. It means life, creature. It means person. It means appetite. It means the mind, living being, desire, emotion, passion. So when we put those things together, he's going to restore or bring back or return, turn back our self. It also means, of course, refresh. He's going to refresh the self. He's going to refresh your mind, your emotions. He's going to refresh you. Now, he's going to bring some things back. So we're going to get all into all that stuff. Now, uh, the most common definition for the first part of this verse, uh, verse number three of Psalm 23, most common definition you will see in many uh, translations, you'll find that it means to simply refresh the soul from weariness, refresh the soul from weariness. You're tired. So the Bible says that The Lord will take you to a place of peace, verse two, and then he will begin to refresh your soul from weariness. You know, we can get, unfortunately, burned out sometimes. Anybody? So The Lord needs you to be refreshed. Jesus is the one that will do the refreshing. He restoreth my soul. He does the work. We're the one receiving the work. So let's not have an issue tonight of receiving He's the one doing the work. We're receiving the work. The doctor, Dr. Jesus is doing the surgery and we are receiving the surgery. Amen. So let's be good patients tonight and just receive from the Lord. Let's just receive from him. So the most common definition, again, in verse number three, the first part of it, first part of it is to refresh from weariness. Now, so uh, sometimes we've been burned out, that type of weariness. Sometimes we've been just flat out just hurt in our walk with the Lord. Remember the soul has to do with emotions too, right? Uh, Not only the mind, but the emotions. We can be worn out in our mind, but emotionally scarred, uh, tormented, abused and damaged. So the Lord says, I see your condition and I'm going to refresh you. I'm going to refresh you. I'm going to reignite a passion and a fire. All right. So the most common definition again for restore soul, restore your soul is to refresh someone that is wearied, a wearied life, a wearied mind, wearied emotionally to restore someone or refresh someone that has been battered, bruised or damaged. All right. First common definition. Now we're going to go a lot, further into this because it is deep. And I really want you to get this too. Now let's take some things. Take what trip with me. Okay. And let's just look at the word restore itself. He restores my soul, but let's look at the word restore. This is powerful. The word restore is made up of two words. We can say re and store, restore the word re or the prefix re means what? Again, let's do this again. Store, here's the definition for store. Store is, are we can say as, as a, um, a noun here, a store, of course, you know, it's a place, a place where you would place things of value for sale or trade, like in your grocery store, right? But, but let's look specifically at the word store. The word store is to place or leave in a location such as a shelf, a warehouse, a library or computer memory for preservation for later use. It also means to stock for a future time, right? So to store something, you put something on your shelf. I'll use that later. Even you go in the grocery store, you see the shelves lined with product. Right. It's in the store. And, and in the store is where things have been stored, put away for future use. All right. Now, so we can say this to so to restore means to put things back in their proper place or position. Got it to put something back in its proper place or position. I'm not sure if you've ever been in the grocery store and you've seen an item, you're looking for an item, only to find out that it's not where it's supposed to be. It may be on a couple of shelves down. You know, you see the little uh, code there, the sticker, and it says that this item should be on the shelf, but it's not there. And you look around for it, and it's actually down on the bottom. It's been misshelved. So what needs to happen? It needs to be restored. Oh, did you get it? Did you get it? It needs to be restored. Life is easier, so much easier. Uh it's much easier when we can find when things can be found, uh when they're in their right place. Let me say that again. Things are much easier to find and use when they're in their right place or in the place that they should be. It's a lot easier. You know, it's a lot easier for you to bake a cake or cook dinner when you know where the hot sauce is, <laughs> you know, when you know where the eggs and the milk and all these other ingredients are. When everything is in this proper place, it's a lot easier, it's a lot less stress on you. You know, it's a lot easier when you have to repair a car or a truck or, or maybe some type of device when you know where all your tools are, when they're in the proper place. When you can find the screwdriver, the hammer, the drill, or whatever you have to use, when everything in its right is in its right place, when it's stored in, the, in its right position, right place, it's easier to find. And you know what? And it's easier to use. And you know what? Um, yeah, getting up in the morning is a lot easier. Getting dressed for work, getting dressed for school. It's a lot easier when you know where the socks are, you know, where the belt are, you know, and when you get ready to to, to leave, you don't have to say, where are my keys? Where, Where are my keys? When it's stored in the proper place, life is a whole lot less stressful. And I know my wife is looking right now and she's saying, amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a lot easier on everybody when you store things in their proper place. And when they're not stored in their proper proper place, what do you do? You go back and restore them. You restore them. So that's a good way of looking at the word to restore. But when we are not in our proper place, what does Jesus do for us? He restores us. Somebody's got this. When you're not in your place, he will find you. The shepherd will find you. Find where you are and he will put you back where you should be. He will restore you. Now, here's a good question. As I was studying and I love the Holy Spirit, he is just so wonderful. You know, he leads us into all truth and shows us things to come. And as I was studying, I heard this question, why do you think you need to be restored? Why do we need to be restored? And the answer is this, because sheep wander. We wander off. We we go astray. You'll see this word many times. We go astray, not just physically, but we can go astray mentally or wander mentally and emotionally, uh, physically, uh, physically, spiritually, emotionally. We can wander off. Your body may be there physically, but your mind has gone. Or maybe you're in that relationship and you're there. You're still married. You're there. But emotionally, you've gone. And people can go, go astray in their marriages, go astray in their relationships. And and a lot of things happen. They need to be restored, restored. And God is a, if you're having difficulty in your marriage or in your relationship, let me tell you now, Jesus is a restorer. He can restore your soul, restore your mind, restore you emotionally. After you've been battered and bruised and hurt, damaged, He can restore your soul. As a matter of fact, that's one of our prayer points for today. Because you have decided to be a sheep, you've decided that Jesus is your shepherd, he's your good shepherd, you can call on him, you can ask him to restore your soul. We can say something like, Father, your word declares that Jesus is my shepherd. And because he's my shepherd, the Bible declares that He restores my soul. So according to your word, I declare Jesus come and restore my soul as you said you would. So I relax now and I let you do the work. Come and restore me in Jesus name. You got me? You see, that's a right. That's a right. That's a right. So the Lord said that he would do this. He would restore your soul. He put things back in their proper place. So here's a question again, why do we need to be restored? Let's go through some scripture and I love this. Let's look at uh, Psalm 119 this time. Psalm 119, let's look at uh, verse 174 through 176. This is a long Psalm. So Psalm 119 verse 174 says, I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight. Look at verse 20, verse 175. Let my soul live and it shall praise thee and let thy judgments help me. Let your word help me, your requirements. Let them help me. Look at verse 176. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant, for I do not forget Thy commandments. Once again, seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandments. He said, like a sheep, I am gone astray. Come and find me. Bring me back. It says, seek thy servant. Look at this same verse out of the New Living Translation. I love the way it says this verse. It it puts it. It says, I have wandered away like a lost sheep. Come and find me for I have not forgotten your commands. He says, come and find me. David said, look, Lord, I've wandered off. I've wandered off. Our relationship is not like it used to be. I've strayed. I strayed. And I need you to find me. Sometimes when we go so deep down that rabbit hole of darkness, it's hard to find our way back. And true enough, sheep can get lost. You wander off and you you know where the church is. You know where your Bible is. Sure. You know where the place is where you used to pray. Sure. But to find that place spiritually, not just to go there physically, but to find that place spiritually, find that place emotionally, to find that connection again. We need help. We need help. And so many times we can cry out to the Lord. Come find me, Lord. I am lost. I'm lost. And we can long for his presence. We can long to be with him, long for the fire and the and the passion that we once had with him. We say, Lord, I am lost. Where are you? Where are you? And the Bible says that God is everywhere. And Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But sometimes we can feel so lost, so out of place. This is when you need to ask father and say, father, Jesus is my shepherd and I have gone astray. Come find me. Come find me and bring me back into proper fellowship with you. Glory to God, because Jesus is your Lord and Savior. The relationship is not broken. You're still his child. Regardless, you're still his child. But the fellowship can be broken. Not because he's left, but because we've gotten off somewhere and and, uh, gotten lost. So so one thing that I want you to know tonight, if you hear nothing else, is that Jesus will restore your soul. Just ask him, Lord, restore my soul. Lord, restore my soul. Isn't that awesome? Let's look now at Isaiah. I love this as well. Isaiah 53, verse 6 and 7. And it reads like this, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord have laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a sheep, rather, brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep. Before her shearer shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. Now I want you to notice something here in verse number six it says We all, rather all we like sheep have gone astray. Oh we've all gotten lost. Now the word astray here, this is powerful. The word astray here means to err. It means to wander. Of course it means to go astray. It also means to stagger. Stagger as if you're drunk. Stagger, stagger. What happens when someone staggers and they get and they're intoxicated? What they're in a confused state. And really, one way of thinking about this is that when someone is intoxicated or inebriated, uh, they have a lot of spirits acting on them, you know. Not saying spiritually, but, you know, when you go into places, alcohol places or liquor houses, it says spirits, you know, come and get your spirits. That's something else. When you feel with spirits, feel with the alcohol, it causes you to, it impairs your judgment. It slows your reflexes. You do things that you wouldn't ordinarily do. People get on the table, I'm told, and, and dance on the table and they wake up next morning. Oh, what? I did that? I I did that. I can't believe I did that. Yeah. 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 But you got what I'm saying. It said we all it said all like sheep. Verse six, all like sheep have gone astray. In other words, all have staggered. We've all been intoxicated. It may not have been with wine. We can get intoxicated in relationships, just be out of our mind, out of control And, and spending out of control, shopping, just out of control, going places we shouldn't have gone. We're staying a lot longer than we should have stayed. Somebody, here's what I'm saying. We can be out of control with a lot of things, out of control with our mouth, saying stuff we shouldn't say. Hallelujah. Out of, just Out of control, just staggering. We all like sheep have gone astray, all like sheep have staggered, gone to our own way onto our own way. In other words, we're no longer following the shepherd, we're following our way. That person, my friend, us, we need to be restored. Let's look at one more. Now, this is the mother of all uh, verses, I would say, as as it relates to this. Let's go to Matthew, Matthew 18, verses 11 through 14. The Lord will find you. Jesus says, I'll find you. I'll find you, and he will restore you. Now, we need to be restored once again because we've, we're, we're out of place. So the first thing the Lord says here at the place of resting, I will find you. I will find you. Now, again, if you look at this, the sheep are sitting right there in front of them in the resting place. See, you know, he's caused them to stretch out or to lie down in green grass, green pastures. Now he's leading them beside the still waters and grab, get that picture in your mind. All the sheep are right there. And he's telling the sheep, now I'm going to find you. You know, you're there now. Some of you are watching this video, but do you still feel lost? Do you still feel out of place? Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Well, you can call on Jesus and say, Lord, you said that you would restore my soul. Restore my mind. Bring my mind back. Bring me back emotionally. Bring me back. Bring me back. Restore me. Put things back in their proper place. You got me? Now let's look at Matthew, Matthew 18. Let's look at verse 11, verses 11 through 14. I love this. The Lord says here, Jesus says, For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. Verse 12. How think ye, if a man have an hundred sheep and one of them go astray, doeth he not leave the ninety and nine and goeth into the mountains and seeketh that which is gone astray? And if so be that he find it, verily I say unto you, he rejoiceth more of that sheep than of the ninety and nine which went not astray. Even so, it is not the will of your father, which is in heaven, that one of these little ones should perish. Listen to that. The Lord, the good shepherd, is going to leave the 99 and go and find you. I love that because father, it's the father's desire that he doesn't want any of us to perish. Now, we know in our studies that a shepherd just doesn't leave the sheep He'll either leave them with another shepherd or leave them with a leave them with a, a hireling. That was kind of hard to say with a with a hireling. He'll leave them with them. But because the Lord can be in multiple places at one time, it's very fine. He can still be there with with everybody else and he'll be out there uh, finding the sheep as well. But the problem not problem, but the the point that I'm saying here is that no man is left behind. No person is going to be left behind. If you're gone, he will find you. If you know someone that, uh, you can also pray this prayer over someone that has been lost, or you say they've been in the church, they've known the Lord. I know they have, but now they're back out on this and that. Just just declare, Lord Jesus, you are their shepherd. You are uh, call a name. You are Mark Shepherd. And Lord, I declare that. And because you are his shepherd, then Father, I pray that you restore him, restore Mark. Restore, Alan. Restore their souls. Restore their souls. Get it? Ask the Lord to restore their souls. Now, uh, you know, as a general rule, you can't restore something that's never been stored in the first place, right? Just like a we'll go back to the store examples. They say if you're if you're asking for this product that they've never that they never presented on their shelves you can't restock something that they never had you can't restock or restore something that's never been there so if this person has presented themselves to christ if they've known the lord if they are born again then you can ask the lord to restore them restore them take them back to their proper place and proper position get it this is powerful all right so Let's go just a little bit deeper about this restoration to restore your soul. And then we're going to close out. All right. But how is Jesus going to do this? And how does that look for you and I today to restore our souls? Let me give you some keys of, on uh, or a few ways that the Lord will definitely do that. Now, remember, the word restore again means to turn back, to turn back. To, uh, let me ask you this question. To turn back to what? It also, this word also means to bring back, bring back to what or bring back where? All right. One would say, well, maybe he's going to restore me. Talking about the mind, he's going to restore me to a time in my life when I was at peace. I was at rest. Maybe he's going to restore my marriage back to a time when 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 we were fine, when everything was okay. He's going to put us back in that proper place and position. But what if someone now this word has to be true, has to be true in all cases. So what if someone has never had peace in their lives? What if even in the womb, even in the womb, they were tormented? Uh, Mama said, I wish I would never had you. I wish I wasn't pregnant with you. You know, what if something was never right to begin with? Well, that tells you there. He's not talking about uh, any type of um, imperfect state. He's talking about taking you back to a place when you were at a oneness with him. Taking you back to a place of refreshing when you were actually in place, in place. I've known people to say, Lord, take me back to where uh, I was with you. I hungered and I thirsted for your word. I love to pray. I love to sing to you, but now it seems like it's seems like it's all gone. The fire is out where well, you can pray, Lord, restore my soul. Get it. So he's talking about bringing us back to a place with him, with him, that place of perfection, that time when we are when we were aligned with him, when we were entombed uh, or, or, or attuned uh, with him. Right. One mind in Christ Jesus. So we can say it this way God said that, that He would turn it back. He would return us back. Now, most often, as the Father does this, He will take you or Jesus will show you where you have been, uh, or rather, possibly where you are first, where you have been, and then He'll show you where you're going or where you need to be. This is that process of, of restoration he show you where you are, where you've been, and he'll show you where you should be, where you're going. Now, let me show you this. And this is wonderful because this is also a prayer in Psalm 51, a prayer in Psalm 51, verse number 10. Listen to this. It says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. This is a prayer. Lord, I'm, I'm lost. Another word for restoration Uh, We can also use the word repent. Lord, I repent. I want to come back home. I want to turn back to you. I've turned away from you. I've gotten away from you. Lord, help me to find a place of repentance. Help me to find a place of restoration. The Lord is willing to do that for us. Look at Matthew, Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30, as we talk about restoring the soul. It says here, Come unto me, the Lord Jesus says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. One thing you find out about a a lost soul, there is no rest there. None whatsoever. There's a uh, there's often a state of fear and torment, fear, torment and frustration because we're out of place. Things don't feel well when you're when you're out of place. Right. Verse 29 says, The Lord says here, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest. You shall find rest unto your souls. One more time. And ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy. My burdens are light. Jesus said, come to me. I'm the one who can give your soul rest. I can give you peace. I can give you refreshing. I can repair it. I can put you back where you should be. I can do that. The Lord says, come to me. I love the way that he did this as well. in, uh, in Luke, the 22, Luke 22, verse 31 through 33, it says here, the Lord talking to Simon Peter uh, just before he's about to be crucified, he says to him here, uh, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan have desired to have you that he might, or that he may sift you as wheat but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fell not. And when thou art converted, now the word converted there means to, to turn, to turn or to cause to return or to bring back or to return. So it's, this, it's the same turning there, right? He says, and when thou art converted or when you've turned back, strengthen thy brethren. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee uh, both into prison and to death. Well, we know how that worked out. When the rubber meet the road, Peter was out of there denying him, Lord, I don't know you. Jesus said, Hey, when you get back to that place, when you have turned, then go ahead and strengthen the brethren, go and strengthen them when you've turned back. So the Lord said, Hey, Simon, that devil wants you. He said, but uh, when you go through your trial in so many ways, when you go through the trial, he said, your faith is not going to fail you. I got you there. And then you turn and strengthen the brethren there. He can restore you. Jesus, through prayer, the Lord can restore you. So the Lord is praying for us right now, praying that your faith fail not. And again, when someone in your life needs to be restored, let's pray that their faith failed them not. We can pray that prayer over their lives. Lord, don't let the faith of Judy fail her. Don't let the faith of Linda fail her. Don't let the faith of Richard or Tom, don't let the faith, their faith fail them, keep them, restore their soul. Does that make sense? All right, let's look at one more, one more case here. I love this. And also in Revelation, the second chapter, this will be the last one for today here. Revelation, the second chapter. Let's look at verses one through seven as Jesus speaks to the church at Ephesus. All right. Now, so by these examples, we see a falling away from Christ, uh, a loss of intimacy, a loss of connection. Well, Jesus will restore that. He puts us back in the proper place. He will find you. Jesus will find you. A lost soul cries out, a lost sheep cries out, find me, as the psalmist said, Lord, come find me, find me, restore me. Because again, being without the shepherd, not only is it a dangerous place, but there's no provision apart from him. Uh, There's no guidance apart from him. Everything that we need is in the hands of the shepherd. He's one who guides, protects, who, who leads us, who feeds us, who corrects us. It's him and he will come and find you. So, again, if you find in your soul tonight that you're lost, if you find that you need a refreshing, refreshing of the mind, you know, refreshing of the soul spiritually and emotionally. Let's cry out to him and say, Lord, you said in your word that you would restore my soul. I'm holding you to that and I yield to it in Jesus name. Let's look at one last one here. Revelation, the second chapter. Look at uh, verse one through seven. And it says this, write this letter to the angel of the church in Ephesus. This is a message from the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand. The one who walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know all the things you do. I have seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people. You have examined the claims of those who say they are apostles, but are not. You have discovered they are liars. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting. Verse four, but I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far You have fallen, turn back to me and do the and do the works you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place, uh, from its place among the churches. But this is in your favor. You hate the evil deeds of the Nicolaitans, just as I do. All right, we'll stop right there. Now, notice once again, the Lord said, hey, you've left me. So the Lord's compelling them to turn back, turn back. So one, he will go out and find you and bring you back. Uh, And secondly, he'll pray for you uh, that your faith fail not. Thirdly, he's sending his word to them. He's sending this letter to the church. And through his word, he's causing the people to turn back. He tells them, hey, I know what you've done. I know what's happening in your past, but guess what? You've done a lot of good things and that's great. But the Lord said, I missed the relationship. He says, you don't love me. You don't love others like you used to. Repent. Turn back to me. Do you see that? Look at that again. He says, turn back to me and do the and do the works you did at first. Repent. All right. So in restoring our souls, Jesus tells us, turn back to him so he can restore your soul with the word. Even in this video right now or this audio you're listening or you're watching right now. The Lord Jesus is is compelling you. Turn back in and in hearing this message, hearing this message, he's restoring your soul. And last, another way that the Lord can restore your soul, refresh your soul is, is through a word of encouragement. And that's what we're going to leave with today. Let me encourage you that Jesus still loves you. Oh, greatly. It's not even a question. It doesn't matter where you, what you've done or, or where you've been. He still loves you greatly. The lengths that you, the, you'll know how much someone loves you by the lengths that they've gone through to be with you. Boy, did Jesus go through something to be with you mm. in the death, burial and resurrection? That's just one thing. But being forsaken of the father upon the cross, Jesus said, father, father, why have you forsaken me? The length of that. How far would Jesus go to get you to to know you, to have you in his presence, to have you in the family of God? That's how you know how much someone loves you. How far would they go? How far would they go for you? Jesus said, I've gone all the way. I've gone all the way and then much more. There's no matter how much you try to measure God's love for you, we'll always come up short because he always loves us even more than that. We can't overestimate God's love because even our human thinking, the more you think you say he loves me here. I'm telling you, it's far above that. He loves you. He loves you. And he is there with you right now to restore you. Put your faith and trust in him. He loves you. All right. Well, the next time that we are together, we'll go to the second part, uh, verse number three, and possibly go into verse number four as well. So I pray that you'll be back with me and I pray that you were blessed by today's word. Drop us a line on our website at www.kingdomrock.org. Click on the contact button there and send your prayer requests and any comments that you may have. I would love, love, love to hear from you. Sign up for Kingdom Inspirations also on the website. And also, if you're led of the Lord to give into the ministry and support this work that we're doing here, we'd be glad, so glad and thankful uh, for your gifts of love and support. Thank you so much for your generosity. It's, It's because of individuals like you that we're able to keep these on week after week. And we thank you so much. All right. Until next time, remember, Jesus loves you. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. He'll come find you. (laughs) I'm telling you, you're out of place. He'll find you and he'll bring you back. We love you now and we will see you on the next time. Bye-bye. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.